0: Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco, Unleashing Intuition Secrets, joined once again by Sheila Holmes. She's author of a lot of books. We're going to talk about some of those She's been on before, and we talked about you know how she has a connection to Source God, and she's channeling great things for Americans. And now we're in this one, I think, uh, it's basically, almost a revolutionary time where we're seeing a, a new republic coming in. What What are your thoughts on that, Sheila?
1: Uh, coming to the republic, getting the uh, getting the corporation completely removed because it's sedition if you try and do a separate government when there's a government in place and they made it the corporation at the same time that they brought all these secret societies in from Europe. And so we've been under and enslaved by all of this since 1871.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's, that's, it's very, very frustrating. Uh, but now we're starting to understand and realize this. And, uh, now we have this convoy that's going down to Texas, uh, Arizona, and also, uh, California. And I'm down, involved in some of that. So it's going to be, uh, I think it's kind of real revelatory and uh, it's it's changing. It's a change uh, that's coming. And we could talk a little bit about that uh, from your work. Uh, where what, what do you think, uh, where, where are we headed with this?
1: We forgot how to be we the people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The government works for us. And that's why General Flynn kept saying you got to do things locally to have a national impact. They slipped a switch on us and put us under a monarchy mentality so that we have to go beg the government for something? That has never been what America was all about. So we, the people, and I've been mentioning this a lot, you've got to go in and know who's in your city, in your councils, they're spending your money. The county, the supervisors, commissioners, they have different titles. They're spending your money. Those are the people you have to remove and replace. Get your mayor and get your sheriff and go to that school board and say you've done this to our kids. You can either resign tonight, or you're going to end up being arrested. I mean, we've got to take a stand, not just have viral moments.
0: Yeah, a lot of these people haven't. Uh, we're finding out haven't taken oaths of office as well, and that's one of the things that we can we can use to get them out of office. If they haven't taken their oaths, uh, we can demand that they do, and if they don't, they're basically null and void from that that moment on, and then we uh, basically bring in a new, uh, somebody else to replace
1: them. Well, yeah, and nobody wanted to believe it, but um, the Brunson case ended up that they were were going into the Supreme Court, and Rayland has been in there since January 6th last year, and Loy's case came in on June 22 last year, and what they were doing is that 388, all through Congress, Senate, starting with Kamala Harris, You can't put the president in it. It has to be vice president down and they've got them all named and not one of them wanted to cheer their oath. And that means they would have to sign an affidavit and say that they are aligned with our oath and they take an oath to our constitution and they refused to do it and they refused to clean it up. So that case is going forward. And then there's an attorney, international attorney, Todd Callender. Got to get you guys connected if you're not connected. He has been doing amazing work he did uh, pro bono cases of over 400,000. He saw the genocide coming, helping military, doctors, pilots, because he knew we had to have them still. And they were trying to wipe out the ones that would protect us and take care of us. And so he did that. And what else he did when we had a conversation about the Brunson case, I said, you know, what they, if they didn't take the oaths? And he was already working on it. He had people researching it. And do you know that our judges haven't taken the oath? So on April 18 last year, He filed the case against all the federal judges. That includes a judge in D.C. Because, you know, they have their own district. And so they have their own federal judge in D.C. And he's over all these judges doing what they're doing to the J6 people. And so none of them are taking the oath either. So it does go down. Like you said, it goes all the way. And we had no idea. There are people taking them on Dr. Seuss books. I mean, it's just been crazy. And a superintendent uh, in Arizona and I can provide the information for you in the picture of her. She took her oath on a children's book, and they said, why are you doing this? And she said, because the Bible isn't isn't relevant and not required. So if you don't take an oath to the pre-existing law, which is the foundation of our nation, you're not oathing to the Constitution, because our Constitution is based on the same pre-existing law. Our courts have gone away from it, and that's what's happened. So they're not aligned with the truth, And they've gone to what's called positive law. So pre-existing law is the Bible and Ten Commandments. Positive law is you've got cases all over the country, and they're all human decisions and human opinions, and they match up all the human opinions that match with what they want to say, and it's not true law. So you don't have truth, so you don't have justice or mercy in the courts, and that's where we are.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've got to the point where I, I now understand through uh, this process that the, the district of Columbia, Washington, DC is basically not part of the United States. So whatever really is there, whatever comes out of there, in my opinion, probably going forward is not going to matter. Uh, and I think the, we're basically going to break away from that either that gets reformed or we go, we're going to break away, which I think that's a process that we're uh, starting to go down now.
1: Yes, and that's in book one in a series to explain everything that we came out of the federal building in, in New York, because New York City was called the American city all over the world before we structured any of this. But what the Democratic National Socialist Party did when they formed in 1792, they moved us down to D.C., and those 10 acres were all set up in a district of Columbia. And look at the meaning of it. I don't want to spoil some surprises, but they've done this to us from the very beginning. and that same time frame, they set up the centralized banks way before the Federal Reserve in the 1900s. In 1791, they brought it up. It was Hamilton. No mistake, they brought up the play, Hamilton. And then they turned it around, and they started it with eight cities that started from New York all the way down to Savannah, Georgia. So that they would have centralized banks controlling the original colonies of this nation.
0: Interesting, and uh, that's eventually that's going to take us to uh, the Georgia Guidestones, and you have some really good information about that. So we'll we'll segue what you just said about you know all these different you know like Savannah, Georgia, all these different uh, cities and so forth, uh, basically compromised uh, compromise, uh, and, and willingly compromise themselves. Uh, so eventually that, that has to be turned around. And like you're saying, uh, mayor, sheriffs, we started the very, uh, ground level and we start to work our way up from that. And I think a lot of people have already started that. I've heard of, uh, this one County in Wisconsin, basically they came in and, uh, they didn't have the, I guess the oaths from the uh, city council. So they basically told them you're, you're, you're done. And they reelected, uh, a new city council, the whole, all of them, Right there and then. So I, this is definitely happening out there. Well,
1: and it's amazing you mentioned Savannah. That's the one they chose. That's where the centralized bank was placed in Georgia. And and I know this may sound a little strange, but there's documentation in the Apocrypha. When God lifted up the waters from the mouth of the Euphrates, you go ahead and look at at the maps. It's straight across from what Savannah Port. It's just amazing that you mentioned that, Michael. So this is what happened every time we get together. It's that like you're you're getting the same things that that are the key points to all of this. And we have never, and people need to know we haven't discussed any of this. We didn't prepare any of this. You guys are, are in Arizona. I'm on the East Coast, and and so here we are. And this is what happens. So if they they watch for a year and a half, now they went in different directions, but the straight line. Is to savannah georgia that port has been a key port to a lot of the things that have happened and georgia's been key because that's king george so king george was the architect to the destruction process they used him the influence of him and what people don't understand is we've been under the control of England from the very beginning of our nation we've never been free international monetary fund is out of bank of london everything's coordinated through them and so we've never totally been free of england so
0: Well, I, I remember uh just recently I posted that uh George Washington, uh Thomas Jefferson, and John Adams all said that political parties should never uh be part of, you know, what's coming in the future. So I think that uh we're we're all starting to see that political parties are are not good. Uh, and they're 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 oh. in America.
1: Well Boone Cutler, the um he's doing the five GW books with Flynn, General Flynn, and he has said again and again and it makes total sense. They're a uniparty. They've been controlled by the the secret societies. They were a uniparty before they took out Lincoln. And it was our government that took out Lincoln. And the new society they started, which is the top, 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 Charles Schumer and Anthony Weiner are listed on their website, Knights of Pythias. Um, We can go into this someday together because it's so powerful what they have done. And our Congress enacted them as an entity and gave them land grants all over this country for their castles. And it's Knights of Pythias team that took out Lincoln. And they brought him in in 1864, took him out in 1865 because he, why? He was reelected. So nothing that we're experiencing now is brand new.
0: Wow. You give such great insight. I, I love it. So, uh, are you ready to share some of the things that you share with me? To uh, you know, sure. Yeah, let's let's jump in and uh, look at some of these videos. Uh, all right. So you you share with me some videos, and we'll uh, we'll jump right in, and then we'll uh, kind of discuss, and maybe uh, pause at some point and uh, discuss a little bit more detail. But let's start with this first one.
2: For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day.
0: Now, when he says here, guerrillas by night, we've seen a lot of this with the destruction. And just recently, uh there was a destruction of a, uh, I think a pipeline uh in Oklahoma where they were talking about how you see like flames shooting hundred miles or not hundred miles, but uh several hundred feet up. Uh chicken factories, uh cattle factories. So it's an attack on the food industry, uh, the oil industry. Uh we had um Las Vegas got shut down uh just recently. Uh we had oil pipeline shut down on the East Coast. Uh, just shortly after uh, we had um, uh, President Biden, you know, inserted into office. Uh, So there's a lot of stuff. It's almost like when I look at this as a former special forces guy that would coordinate this kind of stuff, I'm looking at that and it's like, this is some kind of secret special forces type army that's out there causing this mayhem. And they obviously have high level intelligence sources that are involved with them. And they have the judicial protection that's keeping them from being prosecuted. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: It's because they're in what I call the club, because those secret societies are controlled and working together. And um, what's happened is um, those secret societies have oaths. And when you take those oaths, you agree to do these things, and they've never been put to the test. So if you own a business and you signed in with these societies and took these oaths, and you won't taint the food, guess what? Your whole business gets burned. It's right in there. We will burn your business, kill your family. You will not survive. Uh, and then they torture the man who took the oath. I mean, it's it's all in their process. It's a it, it, And now it's unfolding. And it's a sign to them. Remember when they had all those cattle in Kansas and supposedly it was too hot? I mean, I'm from Nebraska. And it does get hot. I've never seen cattle do that. And they were bloated in such a strange way. And that doesn't happen. But we were realizing that those people were taken to task because you don't take your food, you aren't going to have a business. Wow. So that is part of their process. Yeah. And it- they're in control of all of these things. That's why we don't have separate parties. We got to get out of the Republican Democrat conversation. There, that's just dividing us. They are all united. And they just pick who they want in, and that person has to agree to let them control everything. And so that's why I said one time in an interview, I said, you know, it's like men in black. They get the position, but then two guys in black suits and and, and briefcases come in and control it, because that's exactly what happens. And and somebody made a big deal about it and said, you know, she thinks that our country's being around like men in black. And there's a lot of coincidences, you know, if, if you really knew what was happening behind the scenes, and I know you know what's happening behind the scenes. I know very little about what it is, and and it does resemble that because they're absolutely in control.
0: Yeah, and it's just like, uh, you know, President Kennedy said all the way back then, infiltration instead of invasion. So we've infiltrated every key aspect of our, uh, you know, uh, economy, society, and so forth, and subversion instead of election. So we're seeing that, you know, with uh, the the Biden being inserted in office, that was not uh, an election. That was a subversion. And he was he was placed there uh, so that they could do continue their activities because Trump was in their way.
1: Mm-hmm. And they had infiltration for decades. Mm-hmm. So now what we're seeing is invasion. I mean, it now is, it's gone from millions to billions. And it's unbelievable. They're just taking over all all the cities. They're just everywhere. People laying everywhere. The tent cities are just horrific in San Diego. Just horrific.
0: Ah, yeah. I remember. Uh, I i lived, I lived there for many years, a uh, couple decades uh, over over uh, several year here, year there. Uh, when I was in the SEAL teams, and uh, it was absolutely San Diego was and uh, and even voted America's most beautiful city many many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was just recently back there and I couldn't believe even over the freeways, there's tents that are on the overpasses on the freeways. It's like, it's insane what's going on there.
1: And you know, those bridges that go over the freeways, the overpasses, oh. they don't really have a lot of walking area. So, and that's all they have to live on. And they can easily roll over and sleep and be out right on the road. It's just, it's unbelievable.
2: Oh, my
0: God. All right, I'm, I'm going to continue this a little bit. It is a system
2: which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations.
1: Now this was a curious governor of the first colony we'll in the secret colony that changed to Plymouth. This is a Georgia Guidestones. The day they were taken down is when this went up. They were going to honor me on Times Square uh, about the Georgia Guidestones. And then they quickly called the guy when I sent this picture over to him. When the friends did this, I didn't know they were going to surprise me. So I sent a picture where I said, look at what happened. And they got all of them in time to put this up. And it was up for an entire week. It's a contract that goes from Wednesday to Wednesday. And so it went up for an entire week.
0: That's incredible. And, uh, I was with, uh, one of the, one of the tours, uh, and we were going to go up there to the Georgia Guidestones and we were going to do like a, a group prayer over the Georgia Guidestones three days before we're going to do that. That's when it was, uh, that's when that, it got blown up. (laughs) So pretty amazing. Wow. Now, what Mm -hmm. do you think about it? Was that a semi-planted explosive or was that a lightning bolt that came in and, and hammered it?
1: It's two things. Uh, we'll be able to see it better in the slides. Okay. But if you can can briefly see at the top, it looks like there's a little point at the top of the capstone, at the very, very top. And there's, when you have the side view, we, what it looks like is a big karate chop, and they had lightning that night. Yeah. And it appeared that had already happened during the storm. And then at 40333, it took a drone strike to that corner it ended up at that corner and russia china went down the karate chop is over uh spanish english wow
0: some very very interesting uh stuff here i love it
2: one <laughs> this is where they took him
1: down within 12 hours same day by four in the afternoon they were gone they were taken down by the county supervisors commissioners everybody said i wonder why they came out and did that People don't realize they gifted it. The person who did this ended up being Ted Turner. He was a Rothschild, and nobody knew. I I say was because nobody's heard from him, and he was in Alzheimer's for a long time, and all of his properties are being sold. And the lot given back to the Native American Indians, his ranches, and et cetera, are given back to their land is given back. And so he was the one that did this, and nobody knew he was a Rothschild. And uh, what was so powerful is he ended up doing all of this so quickly in 1980 on purpose. And uh, this is this is who these people are.
0: Wow. I didn't even know that. Turner put that up. huh?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't wow. name him in the book because he was still active and alive at that time. He wasn't deep in Alzheimer's at that time.
0: Huh. I didn't even know he was in Alzheimer's and all of his stuff was being seized. That's, that's very interesting. So... What about uh, you know, his his wife, uh Jane? What what's what's her last name? Jane. She was like in the Biet. Vietnam-
1: Jane Fonda that Fonda, also yeah. was married to uh who was the guy before Ted Turner? Because she was married to the guy that starred in students for a democratic society that was also a communist socialist organization mm-hmm. uh with high school and college students. Right. Um I'll think of his name but her both of her husbands were in the midst of all of this, and she said she had to get away from Tim because he wasn't a christian it, it was just too funny for oh, once because yeah. we are we are of an age where we know what she did in vietnam i mean when she went against our country and against our soldiers Yeah, horrific time period in
2: america uh,
0: now when i went through I, I went through a prisoner of war training and uh so everybody gets captured and you, you sit in these boxes all day long in the heat and They come by and eventually, occasionally, they they pull you out. They beat you, put you on waterboard and all that kind of crazy stuff. But all day long, all we could hear, and they played it over and over again, was Jane Fonda's, like, she was, like, she hated, she was so mad at the American military. I was like, oh, my God. And I didn't even know that much about her at the time. But then I did the research. I'm like, oh, she is horrible. I'll never watch anything uh, that she does again. (laughs) So uh...
1: (laughs) It had to be worse than being in a box all day.
0: Oh, it was. He's
1: listening to that.
0: It was. It was. I. I mean, I. I would. I would do the box for another week. <laughs> <So laughs> listening her say that over and over again, it's like yeah. ah, but that's what they do to us. You know, they mm-hmm. do that that mind programming. We we got mm-hmm. that to like let us see, and it was good. Let us see some of the corruption that's out there, and that was that was good training on many different levels. So um, it was it was quite substantial, you know, uh, learning that at that time. And then it opened up a Pandora's box, if you will, for me, as far as like the corruption within, the, you know, the military and, uh, you know, the Hollywood and big business and all that kind of stuff. So, wow, it was, it was, it was incredible. I don't, and there were like, uh, at the time there were, uh, the guy that ran that organization for the military was, uh, Navy SEAL, high level Navy SEAL. And, uh, so, uh, I, I got beaten by him. Oh <laughs> well, no! He took special attention. That would be after so I need a little extra. So uh, it, was, it was good. Uh, no, that you oh. all from that you always and it wasn't like you know hardcore beating. It was like you know you get thrown on the ground and pounded on a on a metal tin tin wall and stuff like that. Like, oh, whatever. And then the waterboard though I actually beat the waterboard. So they they pour water on you and they put it. You know. Cloth over and they keep pouring water, I saw people freaking out and I was looking I was like, there's no way the water can go up your lungs. What's the problem? So I'm watching in. I'm like, oh, the people are overacting, I think. So then I get to go up there uh, because I because they hadn't gotten me on anything. So there's like, we're going to break him on this. So they put them on the water board and they did the cheesecloth. They're pouring the water and I've been told in my breath because I've leaky regulators, all kinds of crazy. So whatever, you know. So uh, they would go to get more water and I blew out, I blew out so it made a little bit of uh a, a air pocket in the rag. And then I sucked in, I got a little bit of water, but I got plenty of air, so I just hold, held my breath, and they poured and, poured and poured and poured and poured and poured and poured. I could hold my breath a long time back then. And then they go back to get some more, and I, what whatever water that I had in my mouth, I'd spit it out and clear another path and suck in again and get. So basically, they knew that I'd broke the waterboard. So mm-hmm. one guy whispered in my ear, you better start and it w- he did it in Russian, uh, because that's who we were against back then, Cold War's time. So he's like, you'd better start screaming, or we're going to make it very hard for you. So I was like, ah! and But everybody knew that I broke it, and they, they talked about it for years afterwards. It was pretty funny, because rarely does anybody break it, but that's that's my claim to fame for the prison war camps. Though, so.
1: But being in San Diego, that's what I hear from everybody because they go through that training. yeah, yeah. and, and uh, that's what I hear. The worst thing in the world is the waterboard,
0: yeah, it's tough, it's tough. so let let's jump in. Uh, we got uh this Georgia guide song. this is this is pretty revelatory. I think uh, everyone's gonna enjoy this quite a bit. So it's a nice little slide presentation. uh the facts about the former former Georgia guidestones let's let's jump in.
1: Yes, because what they do, and we're at the ultimate right now, what they do is they kill as many Christians as they can. That's what the Civil War was about. So they kill as many Christians as they can, and they bring in all these outside people. So they change our culture. And then you get so frustrated with the culture, you don't even want to be here anymore. And uh, it's really been hard on seniors because they just they cannot believe what's happening in our country. So um, this is a book of what I experienced when the FBI kept changing my ID. I had the wonderful experience of identity against every new Social Security number they gave me. And so I ended up getting all the figures from the FBI. And the FBI has known since way back in the 1980s that this is an infiltration of illegals in our country. And they had me writing the uh, the two laws. In 1998, I went in and, and helped the congressman in San Diego, Filner, and he was involved in it and I provided all the evidence and everything. And then in 1998 alone, it was a million people who filed these cases. Now my ID, I, they changed me so many times in my federal um, grand jury case. Uh, they let me come in, they invited me as a citizen, which never happens. And in that case, I was listing all of these things. And by between 1998 and 2002, we had Almost 10 million in 2002 alone. 9.9 is just in 2002. In that 98 to 2003, because that's when the data comes out for 2002, it was 27.3 million that filed cases about their identity theft crimes. I never knew you could go to the FTC and they were changing my ID every few months. And so all these crimes that I had against me, you couldn't do anything. And then it was supposed to be that if they made it over 150,000, the DA would finally arrest them. Well, as soon as the famous guy in New York now went over 150,000, immediately the US Attorney's Office (laughs) upgraded uh, the threshold to 300,000. So nothing has ever happened on all these infiltrators. And now here we are with this major, major invasion. And this is all related to the Georgia Guidestones because it's all about getting rid of those people who have a belief system, and then the next slide will show you their belief system is they, in the eugenics process, they become a living god. The goal, and that's why all this transhumanism, where you can be better than a human, and uh, they're all trying to evolve from human, and there's no way to evolve from human. Um, so when you see these symbols, it's a theosophical society all from ancient times. It's a satanic cult from way back. That's where you see the Nazi symbol. You see the, and there's a a germ for this, oxymus or something like that, where a snake actually eats itself. Mm -hmm. But it's a crown. And this I just learned, and this is going to be in book six and seven. The ancients all of this is going to be in book seven of the series. And the ER, I didn't know what that was. And God said, it's royal. And I'm like, royal for what? And, um, and he said Queen Elizabeth, and I said I think that's an R. I was trying to find the Q, and I didn't see the Q, and it was an it was an R. And God said, look at look it up in Latin, and Latin for Queen is Regina.
0: Ah, that's right. And
1: when he gave me all this was May of twenty three, and I started doing a major PowerPoint on the ancients then. And then when Queen Elizabeth hers was E and the Roman numeral two and R. So that's Queen Elizabeth II in the double, the double triangles is what they're calling the star of David. That's not the star of David, it's the star of Remphan. And it's in scripture, you worship the star of Remphan, you were from the synagogue of Satan. You were t- you tabernacle with Moloch. All of it's in there. And what this group does is took everybody over to the ancients of the Brahma, the Vishnu, and the Shiva. And so that's what they believe in. That's why in the UN, in CERN, in the WHO, when they sit down and show you the conference table, there's a Sheba destroyer symbol at the end of the table. The whole thing is, get rid of the people that don't believe the way we do. Mm-hmm. And the Theosophical Society became the Eugenics Society with Robert Clark Cook, and Robert Clark Cook, and after my book came out, they changed his middle name to Carter. <laughs> he was not Carter, not related to Carter. His name is Robert Clark Cook. But R.C. Cro- Cook is the, um, R.C. Christian is the pseudonym they used and the Georgia Guy Stones to represent this guy. Yeah. And you see where it's, eugenics is a self-direction of human evolution. There is no human evolution to become a god. And so, but these people all went with it. And the best friends of this Robert C. Cook were Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood. I couldn't find anything with him on Margaret Sanger or Planned Parenthood. And God said, go to his obituary. And I said, well, Father, the way they do obituaries is all about their history and all the wonderful things they did. And he said, you'll find it in the obituary. And here it is. He got a top award nationally from Planned Parenthood, and that's the only mention You don't see his name within him, but all of, the, all of his research was used by Mengele and Hitler. And this is, in Fauci was the intern for Mengele and then mentored by Mengele. Mm-hmm. And so all of it has been brought to America into this eugenics and into this belief system where it's the, uh, the Vishnu is the uh, supplier, uh, the Brahma is the creation, and the destruction is through the Sheba. So all of this was brought by Madam Helena Blavatsky from India. And then she mentored Alice Bailey, and that's over on the left in the description. She was a founder of Lucifer Publishing. And her, her new husband, Bailey, Foster Bailey, made her change the name to Lucius Trust. It's all headquartered out of the UN to this day. And they're the ones printing the school textbooks, and it was a 100-year plan to get us to where we are with our students not knowing truth now. And the funny part is, these are the people that Ted Turner called his his mother and his grandmother, um, Helena Blavatsky, and Alice Bailey. And so that's exactly why he started CNN in June of 1980, after he put up the Guidestones. And in June of 1980, it would have been Alice Bailey's 100th birthday. These people keep honoring each other and and promoting each other, and all of the awards, the Nobel Prize awards, all these awards go to the people in the club that are the people that are doing the same things they're doing.
0: Now, uh, I know that Hitler, uh, he liked the Democrat Party. Uh, Democrat Mm -hmm. Party, you know, that's uh, the Southern slavery, uh, KKK. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were against uh, equal rights. They were against uh, voting rights for women. Uh, I don't know yeah. how they became, you know, popular. It's like the South doesn't really like the, you know, after they went through what the Democrats did, they basically aren't very Democrat, you know, oriented these days. But it's, it's like they moved to the North and they, you know, took over in the North because they they fooled everybody. But uh, what mm-hmm. I know, both parties are are basically uh, reprehensible. Uh, both should never, b- both of them shouldn't exist. Uh, but what no. is it about the Democrat Party because we're we're seeing that. The Democrat Party was basically involved in, you know, after the after the war was supposedly won by the North, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, uh, and almost everyone in his cabinet were supposedly uh, targeted, except for Johnson, who was a Democrat that uh, Abraham Lincoln brought in to basically be, uh, you know, balance things, thought it would balance things, but it was probably all of a bigger plan. And once Johnson came in, he basically... Gave the South you know, free reign again to, to start their, the same things they've been doing them again. So what, what are your thoughts on uh, all that? Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality.
1: Well, that even starts in my first book in the series, Albert Pike. You've probably heard about him. He's the one that brought the New World Order to Charleston, South Carolina, in 1871. The same time that he brought in the uh, was involved in bringing in a corporation. He went down in the South and got in touch with Jefferson uh, Davis that so became the Confederate president. And uh, they made him a burgadier general the minute they met him because he was well over 6 feet tall. He was well over 300 pounds, and they just thought he was amazing. Well, he was out scalping Native American Indians, okay? So when they found out they were going to get rid of him and uh, get him out and arrest him, and he found out he was going to be arrested, so he sent in a resignation letter. So by the time he got back to Macon, Georgia, now Macon and Moravian Falls are important. It's what's right in the middle, Elberton, Georgia, where the guidestones are. Ah. So, though, if those were the two pillars of the eastern gates, it was the returns to the eastern gates will be open unto him. The eastern gates would open. The center would be exactly over the Georgia guidestones between those two locations. Ah. And that's what the For the sake of America word was about and vision. And so, Albert Pike is key to all of this. He he then was allowed to live freely in Macon, Georgia. He put uh, the Masonic structure in America. He put the Scottish Rite Temple across the street. They started a Masonic um, home for orphanage. They started uh, for seniors, so they controlled both ends, uh, eliminating from both ends. And then they turned around, and uh, he started the New World Order. He brought 33rd-degree Masons from all over the world. His best friend was Giuseppe Mazzini from Italy. The man who started the mafia in Italy in 1860. I mean, all these guys are connected, related, and came here and did this. And none of them have a background. You, you know what you and I have to go through to prove who you are and where you're from and what's your background and do a background check and everything else. None of these people have anything other than Germany, Switzerland, Germany, Switzerland, and he had a Lutheran pastor that was a major guy with him that was 33rd degree Mason, but he loved occultism and spiritualism, and he was dabbling in that. So they made him an important person, and he was the one that helped all the communication to get this corporation in America to control us from every angle.
0: Ah, wow. Well, let's uh, let's jump back into uh, the slideshow. Uh, quite quite a man. You were just just full of information. I, I thought I was well versed, but you were like so you have so much depth. I, I love listening to your information. You just like have so much. Uh, so it's it's pretty impressive. So let's look at uh, the Georgia guidestone. What is what is this all about?
1: Well, this is what they looked like when they were up. There were four pillars and then a capstone, and the eight languages and the four ancient languages matched the countries of bricks. And in two thousand eight, they were forming brick. B-R-I-C, and then they said South Africa fought to get in this. But without South Africa, you would not uh, end up with the right languages. And so this was done in 1980, and in 2008, they put BRIC together, and then South Africa joined in 2010, and uh, they said it was due to a major battle and conflict, and so they went ahead and just let them come in. But now they're adding the other nations, and the other nations are matching up with the nations that were created again when, after the Ark landed. And so they were put together by the sons, grandsons, and great-grandsons of Noah. And those are the ones who started as Tartarians, and then the business guys were the uh, Kazarians and the Ashkenazis, and they knew how to handle all the finances and the lending. And so I did not know until all of this was coming together. Uh, my supercharger went out on my 2000 car, and God said to call this guy in Missouri, and he's the one that told me about the Knights of Pythias. I didn't know. He said, we're supposed to give you a tour of the castle, and you're also supposed to know about the 72 chiefs of Babel. I'd never heard of such a thing in my entire life. But this is my life. I'm gui- I'm guided and directed to find all this information because all of our history is incorrect, and we've got to correct it, and so that's what these books do.
0: So, do you think that the the BRICS is a uh, is a is not a good thing? Is it a misdirection?
1: Uh, BRICS w- uh, was together because remember we used to be the world currency reserve currency until Kissinger. Uh, Kissinger played quite a part. I think they tried to do all this to us back then because Kissinger. Remember. When uh, they waited until they brought in Ford, they got rid of Goldwater, brought in Ford, then Kissinger, who made him, made Nixon go off the gold standard, then steps in and gets rid of Nixon. Okay. And we thought all of our gold was gone and being used for OPEC, right? right. So what did Kissinger do? He went and sold everybody on fiat. So he's got everybody in the world on fiat. So what did happen? Because oh, yeah. Fort Knox doesn't have any gold. So all of this was happening and then Ford becomes president and they bring in what? Nelson Rockefeller. You see what I mean? They had all this plan and it's the first time that happened and now they're trying to do it again where they're bringing somebody else in to become president in America again. And when we mentioned about socialism, it's an interesting thing. Um, There's a guy, Eugene Debs. I'm pretty sure his last name is Debs. And this is in one of my books in the series. And did you know that in 1918 to 20 when they were doing all the wear a mask and go to jail they were um they were so mad at this socialist party person that because he kept getting more and more votes and so they put him in prison on sedition they waited till the election was over and then he was um pardoned out of prison and um And his sentence uh, reduced because they just needed him in prison, but he got more votes while he was in prison than he did. And he'd been running since the 1800s for president. And so this is what they do, just like what they're doing to President Trump now. Let's get this guy out of there. Let's get him in prison. Let's file all these indictments against him. Something's going to stick and nothing is sticking. But that's what they did to Bernie Sanders. Remember how horrible they were with Bernie Sanders? And they lied to him and ruined him. But then gave him $650,000 and he backed away from the election in 2016. Hmm. So, this is what they do. They have to control. And if you aren't going to be their person, you have to be removed. So, wow. And then this is just humor. Uh, this was sent to me the day I was there, and it was exactly on the 39th doing a live interview at the Guidestones on the 39th anniversary in 2019. And unbeknownst to the person who sent this, they just sent this out of the blue as a text. <laughs> and I was physically there on the live interview that day. And it's the same day the Mueller report came up. It came out that same afternoon. They operate on their dates, their items, their plan, their numbers. It's unbelievable. Incredible. And then I was able to, because I got the video from the uh, intel that was involved in this with the drone strike. And when this happened, um, I got the video, and I wasn't able to get four hundred three thirty one, but I did get thirty, thirty two, and thirty three when the blast happened. But it was done perfectly because four is structure, so they obliterated the structure, and then they scattered the fallen angels three, 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 a third of the angels from heaven. They scattered them to the four corners of the earth, and that was the plan. And it happened exactly at four hundred three thirty three.
0: Wow, that's incredible.
1: And then here's the joke. GBI investigating after parts of a mysterious Georgia monument destroyed by an explosive device. That morning, the first room you see the karate chop on the left. Um, That's the lightning strike. And then the drone hit on the far corner, and uh, that's what took out China-Russia. And so it was declared to be an earthquake, and I'm from California, and nothing looks like an earthquake because there's no cavernous areas there's no, no ground missing there's no cracks in the ground there's nothing then they, they had the whole bomb squad out there they closed down the Hartwell Highway and there, there was no bomb because that would have made a deep hole and then they finally just said well it's an explosive device
0: hmm.
1: but they took it down the same day
0: yeah it's crazy
1: hmm But now you can see exactly the the karate chop was completely separate from the drone strike. They didn't want anybody to know. And that's the equipment from the county commissioner supervisors that maintain your roads and everything. And when they gave it a gift to the commissioners, everybody said, well, that was amazing they would do that. And I said, yeah, because you're paying the price. That's the maintenance crew for your county. You're paying to maintain all of this. So... The people didn't even know they didn't even knew about the guidestones, and then that was the honoring being up in the um on Times Square for a week. And down in the corner, you can see Ostradamus, famous guy, and Ostradamus was was reporting on the uh, Tower of Babel in Russia, and it was burned at the same time. It was hit and it burned. Wow! Next day, an obelisk in The Philippines was hit, and a week later, the obelisk in the Vatican, right in front of the Basilica. I've never been to the Vatican, but it burned for days, and the headline was, Rome is burning. So it's been prophetic about all of this stuff. It's kind of interesting. It's amazing. And then the Guidestones are in almost all of my books, and in Book 3, in Chapter 3, is where the Guidestones' history is, I, I took a trip, went down to Tampa, Florida to to see friends, and just sat on a different server in a different house, a different location. And that's when that whole chapter came together because that research was that deep. I just I was too distracted being at my house. And so I went down to visit friends and then they had to go on a business trip. so it was just me and their precious cat. And I got chapter three done. and um, and I didn't name Ted Turner then because i don't name people who are living and i've only named charles schumer since because of what he did uh, on the day of the impeachment trial and so
0: very good so next we have this uh cronkite uh video let's watch this one
2: world government is the structure necessary for global justice i'm in a position to speak my mind and by god i'm gonna do it First, we Americans are going to have to yield up some of our sovereignty. That's going to be to many a bitter pill. Today, we must develop federal structures on a global level. To deal with world problems, we need a system of enforceable world law, a democratic federal world government. Most important, we should sign and ratify the Treaty for a Permanent International Criminal Court. Pat Robertson has written in a book a few years ago that we should have a world government but only when the messiah arrives (laughs) he wrote uh, literally any attempt to achieve world order before that time must be the work of the devil well join me i'm glad to sit here at the right hand of satan world government is the structure necessary well, that's, that's uh very
0: interesting how he that's- said that. Right. So of course he. And
1: who would have believed that it was Con- Cron- Walter Cronkite that would be doing that in America.
0: Yeah. Because he was, uh, I-, I remember as a boy, you know, he was like America's, you know, journalist. you know, he, everyone yes. Walter Cronkite, uh, and believed in him. And then I remember many mm-hmm. years later, I remember seeing that and I was like, wow. I was taken for a fool all that time (laughs) like this guy is evil uh so that's that's pretty amazing uh and that's what's happening now we're seeing a lot of people being revealed right now uh that we thought were really good people but we're finding out you know that they're not so much well june
1: 17 1996 you'll love this because it was the uh the entire congress house and senate all of their intelligence uh, agencies got a report from uh, the intelligence committees. I mean, got a report from the CIA that they were successful as of June 17, 1996, in infiltrating all journalists and all clergy. And that's the title on the cover. I'm trying to get the report. They don't release these reports, but I did get the cover. So I've got the cover as as evidence that they did this, but this is what they do. And um, Walter Cronkite, I don't have the video of that, but when, when President Kennedy died, it was so dramatic. Right. And this is what they do in the media, because they're part of Mockingbird Media. He took those brown glasses off that he's still wearing at the World Federation Association meeting and, and saying those things finally in, in front of the public so we can capture it. But he, would take, he took the brown glasses off, and they showed it again and again, and I had tears every time I saw it. And he took the brown glasses off and laid them on the desk and said, President Kennedy is dead. And at the beginning, in the first 15 seconds of this video, there's a blonde news anchor, and she's finding about it, John F. Kennedy Jr. And she does the same thing with the glasses. You're going to love this. We have been told by the Coast Guard that, in fact, there are is now evidence of a last communication last night with JFK Jr.'s plane as it was making an approach to Martha's Vineyard Airport. Petty Officer Todd Bergun joins us from the Coast Guard base in Boston. He is the uh, petty officer and a public information officer. Uh, Thank you for being with us, sir. What can you tell us about this last communication with JFK Jr.'s plane?
2: All I really know at this time is that it was at 9.39 p.m., and it was with the FAA, and it was on its final approach to Martha's Vineyard.
1: So at 9.39, to the best of your information, J.F.C. Jr., Us is off and laid it down, and that's, that's what they do. Oh, And then, they, like, they care. and they, they absolutely don't care about us. They want us dead. Um, I don't know. Juana said this many, many times. If we could just grasp the idea, they seem like they're our neighbors, they love us, you don't know who people are, and you're not trying to find out. And if we're going to have this republic, as President uh, Jefferson said, he said, "You can't just remove evils that creep them that uh, creep in into the republic. You cannot just do that. You must completely start it over with the structure of the republic because you cannot piecemeal when the republic has been corrupted. And so that's what has to be done now. And evil is absolutely everywhere, but nothing is new. This has been since the since the garden at the very beginning of time." Um, what we're dealing with is that evil.
0: Yeah, it's just pretty sad. Now, I remember uh you know the sat I remember the assassination. I was a little boy about the same age as uh John F Kennedy Jr. actually. Uh a little bit I think maybe a little bit older and uh, I remember him saluting and that just really stood out in my mind. I always, you know, w- once he grew up and started the George magazine and so forth, I always bought that magazine. I always followed him. Now, when his plane went down, uh, I felt very strongly that he did not die. Uh, you know, I have, I've had this intuition that's built over time and I was like, he's, he's not dead. And I remember talking about the similarity with, uh, you know, putting dead bodies into, uh, you know, situations where like world war two, they had a, they got a, uh, a homeless guy and they put him in a uniform. They had all this, this massive, uh, you know, story behind him and, had stuff in his pocket where it had, you know, love letter from his, his girlfriend or wife or something and all, all this information. And so the Germans uh, recovered their body. Uh, I guess some craft had been torpedoed or something. They record, they recovered the body and they thought, oh, here's the D-day landing, they have it on this map. And it was, it misdirected them. So I was like, and I was talking about this in a show one time and how I felt that JFK Jr., you know, there were bodies that were inserted. Uh, and then I had a buddy of mine who is a, uh, hard hat diver. And he said he knew the guys that went in and actually recovered those bodies. Uh, and so they, I guess they look similar, but you know, they were bloated and all kind of crazy stuff. So he wasn't sure, you know, he didn't, he didn't get any good feedback from his friends. So I, I think they basically, cause they actually cremated them very quickly after they recovered them. Uh, the, those were basically inserted bodies.
1: Uh, Well, it's all very interesting because the video from the Coast Guard is dummies, and it's a training video of the Coast Guard where they pull them out. They don't have any hands on them. They just, it looks like they have arms, but there's no hands on them or anything, and um, he always took his dog. He never took his dog. His instructor always flew with him, and he had an injured foot, so his instructor absolutely would have been with him, Mm. and He already knew what they were going to do to him. Did you ever hear about the connection with him and John Perry Barlow? No. John Perry Barlow was someone that uh, Jackie made him meet with because John Perry Barlow became like a mentor to him because he knew all of these things. Um, And people say, Sheila, you can't be saying that. The guy wrote songs for the Grateful Dead. The guy knew what was going on. He knew all of these things. Mm -hmm. And even though... John M. Kennedy Jr. was not going to be running for politics. He became a threat to Hillary because that's when the Senate seat was open in New York and that's why they moved to New York. You can't just move to New York and run for Senate but that's what they did and they got away with it. Do you know what I mean? I and that. so they moved to New York and they she's running for Senate and uh, so there was a hit that the guys knew about and the word got back to the people in the Coast Guard and in the CIA and um what they said is they had to assist them. And a Catholic person would never be uh cremated and set out at sea. And uh that's what they said that the family did. And the only person that supposedly identified him was Ted Kennedy. Oh my and God. Ted Kennedy, you see what I mean? Yeah. So all of these things added up together. Um it's pretty much not not true. <laughs> that they actually found the plane because the plane has never, the plane has never been, <laughs> has never resurfaced as a drowned plane, a plane that, um, that ended up, um, being underwater. So.
0: Interesting. Very, very interesting. So there's a little bit more to this and that kind of, uh, confirms what uh, a lot of people have been thinking. Uh, and you know, there's always that, that, uh, mm-hmm. level of doubt that you can go to, but, this this next little clip is really good.
1: We made a contact with the uh, airport, with the plate controllers, the correct. traffic controllers at Martha's Vineyard Airport, that he was on a final descent
2: that is correct. at 9:30. They try to reduce the number of kids killed, so they could tell if Amway is you know better than
0: So in this, there's a uh, touch your nose if JFK Jr. is alive. Mm-hmm.
1: And that was the it's beginning. It. So Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Th- is being interviewed
2: he was this is extraordinary on so many levels the deep memo and this this memo is available on the website you watch the film you can go and get all of the documents that are not in the public domain and the beach memo is one of those documents so it
0: kind of looks like he he kind of like leans up and like he's looking at the chat and he gets a little mm-hmm. smile on his face i love this mm-hmm.
2: discovery document
1: And many of us watched that video back then and he actually did respond that way.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh that's pretty amazing. Uh lots of lots of really interesting things and lots of interesting interesting things going on in this time frame. So where do you think uh America goes forward? Do you think that uh we're basically gonna throw off this deep state and get our country back? What how do you think this re- resolves itself?
1: Well, I don't think people realize, the there was a Q-team around, shoot, Q, Q-clearance. So there was a Q-team around Lincoln, and they weren't able to do this. They had to walk away from the Civil War, and um, because it was the deadliest battle. and We can get into those two monuments, because Faith Monument is the four pillars on how to raise up a child the way they should go, so they never depart from the truth. And then the soldier monument goes from history to war and everybody's got to protect themselves and their own assets. And that's where we were before the civil war. And so um, all they wanted to do was kill believers. And that's what they've done from the very beginning of time. And so where we're at right now, people may not realize it's been six or seven times that our military has tried to do this and reclaim the truth and bring us out of this enslaved structure. And in doing so, uh, they weren't able to do it. That's why they had to find somebody who could keep giving the truth to the people no matter the cost. And that's what Trump has done. And they, they, people go after him for mean tweets, but the things that he's saying, he's coding to us all the time, all the time. Anyone have the phone number for Greenland? I want to buy Greenland. Why would he say that? What does it mean to put someone on ice? They were killing people or or entrapping them and putting them underground in a 10-layer containment facility in Greenland. And people who've never been outside of America don't know that Greenland was named Greenland to get everyone to go there because Iceland is a beautiful country, but Greenland is all ice. And so when he said, I want to buy Greenland, if anyone has a phone number, please let me know because they weren't gonna be going there. Do you know what I mean? The rulership who've taken over the nation, because they've done it through identity theft. They've taken over the, the king and monarch location or positions all over the world in order to control those nations. And then they came here and did it to us. So we just happened to be the last stronghold. And that's why in trying it six or seven times, we were finally at the point there was no way if we didn't get this corrected because Hillary was the last stand for them And so we were already at the point of the end. When I mentioned the uh, 45-point book in the last um, interview that we had, um, it was so amazing to realize the depth of what they have done, and they're right up to that point. But I found a secret of the reason why God wanted me to research it from the back is that if I I know I am to not only research it from the back, he told me I am to write it backwards. So... I already told you about the Panama Canal, and that that is a stronghold because if America owns land in Panama Canal, that's going to keep us from being a nation where they can just seize the nation and all individuals, like like we're foreclosed on, and you're all under our servitude. That's what the plan was to the World Courts, and that's number forty-five. So in forty-four, when they did that with the Panama Canal everybody thought we gave them back the Panama Canal, that was it, but there was never a land transaction. So I think I mentioned last time that the president got my research, I think, on the the, uh, real estate transaction. And I put all this research together and shared it with people that shared it with him. And he was saying a real estate transaction, the stupidity of it. If you go back to the Tucker Carlson interview and I can send you the transcript, it starts at the 20 minute mark of a 45 minute interview. (laughs) Okay, it's a 45 minute interview with the 45 president, and he was talking about something in the 45 points, which is too funny. And he said it was a real estate transaction the stupidity of this how could they have done treaties for a dollar? They transferred the Panama Canal back, and then he kept mentioning, but it doesn't where's the real estate transaction? Because when if I buy land from you and I develop that land, I don't get a real estate transaction back because I bought it as just open land. And everybody knows when you buy open land and we lost lives due to accidents and malaria, we um, we had to keep digging it back out because of all the monsoons that go through there and the, and the flooding. I mean, everything we went through and all the engineering and the, it cost and cost and cost. American citizens paid for that. Mm. We bought the land in 1903 and he was quoting all of this. And I was concerned because I thought, we're never going to get this back and at the end of what he does he keeps coming back to this between the 20 minute mark and 26 minute mark and what he says is you know they uh gave the control of the panama canal now to china why would they give it to china but don't worry i'm a best friend of, of xi you guys already know that i'm gonna make a deal g's gonna give it back to me i'm gonna be back in control of it we're gonna have the panama canal back but it doesn't resolve the land and so when he was telling me, not only do you have to research it backwards, you're going to have to write it backwards, so people are going to read it forwards. So I got a hold of our friend Juan. I said, "You're not going to believe what God just said to me, and he wants me to write this book backwards, and the whole thing's in format, and and I'm doing the rest of the research, and now I got to cut and paste and put everything. I got to flip the whole book. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be doing except flipping the book before so I can finish it. And um, and God had said, if you don't write it backwards, the people aren't going to read it forward." So what did Juan say before I could finish? He goes, Sheila, that's what you have to do. They do everything backwards. So if you don't present it backwards, so people can read it forwards, nobody's going to be able to understand how deep this goes. Mm. It's got to start with the punch. The forty-five, the the forty-five is the World Courts, and then they had to do the Panama Canal, and they didn't do anything with the land. So I said, yeah, but I, I researched the land, and I can't find it. I can't find the treaties, so I don't know what else to do. And I I just kept praying. It happened on a Sunday, three weeks ago. And so there I am, and I'm just sitting in front of my computer, and I'm saying, if I don't resolve this, and if you want me to keep going backwards, I I can't finish the book because i got to get moving on this, and it has no flow. And God said, U.S. State Department statement, Panama Canal. This is my life. And so I go, I type it in. And it's one sentence. For the second treaty... On October 1 of 1979, the Panama Canal zone, that's the land. We bought that whole piece of land. We protected people through that went through the canal. We stopped all the heavy drug trafficking, sex trafficking that's going back on again now through that canal, beyond the other side of the world in, in, in the same day. We had that protected land. The Panama Canal zone will cease to exist. I'm looking at the statement and I said, God, your land doesn't cease to exist. And nobody ever talked about it. Nobody ever talked about the land. There has not been a real estate transaction on the land to pay America back for it. And then to say, I'm going to get the control back. That was my answer. So today, I'm talking to Tracy, your precious, beautiful Tracy. And what does Tracy do? She doesn't even know. She says, you know, we have to do all these things back. We haven't even talked about this. And Tracy's going, you know, we have to do all this stuff backwards because if we don't do it backwards, then we're not going to be able to understand this because they do everything backwards. And I'm like, she's told the same thing at the same time. Do you see what I mean? This is how powerful our lives are right now because we're fighting this truth and we're not going to let them get away with it anymore. So my belief... Where we're at right now is we're not going to stop until this is done. And Scott McKay was quoting me in a, on a panel we were on back at a, an event in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. This is back in 21 in June, right before I was targeted. And he said, "We got to give, we got to give the mic to Sheila because, let me tell you," he said, um, "What what she knows and what she's received, she's like an icon in this in this industry." And she gave me the best quote, we can't just get this done because we're all saying, we got to get this done. We got to get our lives back. We got, to, we got to bring it back to normal. We don't want what was normal before. And what she said is, we don't need this done. We need this done right. Because if we don't do this right, it'll swing right back on us in 50 to 100 years because we live forward and they live backward. So they're out there already planning what they're going to be doing to us ahead of us. We have to come ahead of that and that's where we are.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible. So uh, you know, you're you're talking about the the Panama Canal and uh, I remember Carter basically supposedly signed a treaty which gave the canal back to the Panamanians. Uh no no one in America thought that was good, but uh supposedly that went through and it's uh and it wasn't too long after that, I guess within the next 9 or 10 years or so. Uh, I was, I was there in Panama for operation just cause. So if it, if, if it didn't really mean that much, I don't think we would have sent our, our best troops out there to, uh, you know, check the canal. So, and just recently, I guess there's been a massive drought there. And they were talking about the Panama canal, maybe won't be able to be, we won't be able to use it going forward. And, you know, we see a lot of the illegal aliens are processed in Panama and then pushed up into America now. So how, do, how does all that tie in? That's, that's pretty pretty interesting. You have some really good, deep insights on this.
1: They're being paid to come here. They're being paid to get to the border. Um, there's two interviews that have taken place. One is um, Mike Adams, Bracketion TV. He did an interview of a bus driver. Okay. And the bus driver, we believe it is with WYNNE Bus Company in Texas. And that contract is for a billion dollars from Governor Abbott to his friend who runs that bus company to transport people in. And the bus driver made it very clear. We're busing in convicts straight out. We're emptying the jails and prisons in Mexico even and bringing them in. And there's so many young children which are months old, most of them not more than 18 months old, and he said, it's so hard to do the count because we would be arrested if we didn't have the count rights. So if they stop the bus and count the people on the bus, we have to count so many times because they have these little babies that they're bringing in with them. Mm. And so that's one interview with a whistleblower. It was a bus driver for that company that gave all the information to Mike Adams. And then James O'Keefe for the next week ended up interviewing a Border Patrol agent in Arizona, and they can't take it anymore they, because they have families, and they see all these children coming across, and they're told to stand down. They're told to let it happen. They're told to help them. And they both of them were saying they have $5,000, and that's why the TSA is helping them in the airport. I mean, this this situation is way beyond what we can even begin to comprehend. TSA has them not only in airport locations, they're finding them in police and sheriff stations across this country where they have these mats and just a cover for them until they can get them onto another area.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've seen, uh, I think it's uh, Admiral Kirby, uh, he's like a spokesperson for, uh, former Admiral, uh, for, uh, President Biden's administration, he comes on the news and talks all the time. They were asking him about, you know, well, why do you, why do you have a problem with the, uh, the barbed wire, up, uh, you know, keeping illegal aliens from coming into America? And his, his response was that doesn't allow the border, border patrol to do their job and process the people coming in to, into America. It's like what, like the and they're right in our face, just like you know, taking off the glasses, the the the, uh, the you know the theater and all that kind of stuff. These people are, you know, once you once you start to see them, and you start to see their bigger game, like you know, we're trying to point out here, uh, you're you're not fooled by them anymore, and that's really where we need to get people at.
1: Well, someone was just announcing today that they were um they were they're down at the border, and they said that now people are still coming across. Remember the anchor baby statuses have been going on since the 80s also, very heavily. They come across into San Diego, and most of the children's hospitals were at the point of bankruptcy because they come in, have the baby, and they were giving in the social security number, but George W. Bush supposedly stopped that. What they're saying now is they're still giving up a social security number, and then they can't get the benefits at the border So they've they've come in, have a baby, and they can't get the five thousand that everybody else is getting. Some areas are saying they're getting three thousand. I've never heard three thousand until today. So maybe they're running out of budget money. I don't know, and they have to reduce it to three thousand a person. But they're giving them all sorts of benefits. Now they're giving them phones, but that's a way to track them. They're putting ankle bracelets on people. It's a way to track them. But they are still transporting them all over this country. And these, the, I'm grateful for the bus driver talking to Mike Adams. That was in December. And then after that, here comes James O'Keefe with the Border Patrol in in Arizona. And he said, I know I'll probably lose my job over this, but the guys, you know, supported me to say, you know, go and say it. I can. But this guy had several children himself, and they just can't do it anymore. It's just like the military guys, and I, I don't know how many you've heard from, but they were flying flights to fly the the young-looking girl, young girls that look so great, to all these embassies and everything for these guys to do whatever they wanted to do with them. And nobody knew that, that our government planes were being used for any of this. And some of those guys came home and they just couldn't handle it because you couldn't say anything about it, and they committed suicide. Oh. And just very few families have shared the information, but it's been happening for a long, long time. And this is going to be dealt with. There is a plan. Ken Paxton from Texas, who's the AG in Texas that they tried to impeach, because he knows he knows too much. He he knows the truth. Ken Paxton is standing up on this and he said, You guys don't have to come down to the border. Uh he said, We got, we got this. We got our people's back, and we've got this. We've got a plan. And uh they're gonna stand up against the federal government doing this to them because they, they said they were gonna come cut the water. They were gonna the National Guard of Texas was able to cut the wires. He said, You ought to bring your old wire cutters. Unless meet at the border, you try and do that in Texas. So we'll see what's going to happen. We're close to that.
0: Yeah, and uh, President Trump uh, was recommending that other other states send their National Guard to Texas. So, do you think this is really going to blow up into something greater?
1: We don't want a civil war because this is ex- this is exactly where we were in 1847. They said it was so bad, Jesus is coming in 1847. People had no idea this is a repeat you know, across America. They thought, oh, this is so horrific. It's not as bad because we have communication with each other. We have communication with our military guys. The family can communicate with them. Uh, we were never having emails with Navy guys out of San Diego back in the day, and now they can communicate with them. They just can't discuss the mission that they're on, but they can be in communication with them, and we can be in communication with each other. That's why I'm so grateful for what you're doing and your background, Michael, because you understand things people don't understand. And it makes it so fun for me. Because a lot of these things, people think I'm way out there sharing what I'm sharing. But you know what's happening. And it's so easy to share it with you. Because you understand that is exactly what's happening. It's not new. We will take care of this. We found out. We are not going to send people all over the world to protect their borders and their people. We're going to. We're soldiers for America. Just And you have seen since we talked, the military accountability letter, I'm sending it everywhere. Wow. You know about that, good. January one at four a.m. Have you seen that? I've heard if about. Not, I'll uh, send it to you.
0: Yeah, send it to me so I can uh I can spread it. That'd be good.
1: They did it on one page, and and this is this is the brilliance of it because I went I on their of pieces that night.
0: But send it to so I I know that I'm doing the right thing because I I, I shared something like what you're talking about. So just so yeah, I can get amused, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then I was on the Twitter. She says, they said, we'll stay on here for 90 minutes if you guys have questions. And it went on for at least three hours. I cut out after three hours. The questions were amazing. Flynn came back on like three or four times. Uh, they and Bongino came on. I mean, they had all sorts of guys coming on and, and supporting it. Because this is the this is the goal. And you know this better, I'm sure, than I do. But the goal is they're putting them on notice that you weren't aligned with the Constitution, you weren't aligned with your oath, and what you have done, we're taking you to court-martial, and they named all sorts of top flag officers. And I, it was just shocking. And they, they're taking him to court-martial, followed up by by treasonous tribunal trials.
0: Wow, wow. Yeah, I think a lot of us are looking forward to it. That kind of seg- segues into uh, this other uh, these other slides you have here. You wanna talk about some of these?
1: Well, that is the faith monument, and if you want me to come back, I'll compare the faith, the soldier monument, because I've known about this one. It's in all the books, and in my book six is going to be the soldier monument, because that was just shown to me in August of 22 in Gettysburg. And this little boy, he um, he saw me the first day I came, and he just kept staring at me, and they, he said, walk away. When I asked him if he wanted to pray with me, because his grandma said he loved to pray. He didn't do the white thing to do. And I said, well, that's okay. I'll just go ahead and, and go back on the platform. So I did. And then that night she went to put him to bed and she said, Grayson, that's his name. She said, why didn't you want to pray with that woman? And he said, oh, oh grandma, she was the one that didn't need prayer. He said, didn't you see? There's this big white angels around here and all the bright white lights. So when we came to the face monument, Um, I took the microphone right at that, just with his hand still on it, and I said, that means the glory. When you operate in the glory with the Lord, you're actually in the midst of it, and that's when we can accomplish things. The people that are operating at the top of this are all inspired by the Heavenly Father because this is, in essence, His battle that we're fighting. Just like when they did the Guidestones, they were prompted exactly when to do the strike, and that the strike happened exactly because... You cannot. You can get it down to four minutes, maybe in three seconds, but to get it to four, three, three, three was just miraculous. Um, so after he sent there, he said, You know, Jesus handled it all. Jesus handled Satan. All we have to do is kick Satan's butt. I don't know why you people aren't kicking Satan's butt. Please go on there and start kicking Satan's butt. And then he said, In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. He politely handed me the microphone and ran off to play with the other kids. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're coming all sizes, don't, don't they?
1: Four years, four days old. He has the same birthday as Juan does. And when I said, my goodness, you two are twins, he tried to look up at Juan and he almost fell backwards. He said, we're twins. Whoa. You know what I mean? It just, how a <laughs> I a twin with someone this tall? You know, it just really hit him. It was cute.
0: Uh that is cute. Yeah, it's cute. That
1: is the soldier monument. Mm-hmm. It goes from history to war. The faith monument goes from morality to liberty. And that was the goal with the pilgrims, and they, the liberty soldier is looking out to make sure tyranny doesn't surface back again on the horizon. And this is a Civil War soldier. He's holding his gun, and at his left foot, you can see the cannonballs. Yep. He's got his right foot on broken clay pots. They gave up everything in Europe, came here to live at liberty and freedom and be out from under tyranny and they're right back under tyranny, and they don't have liberty and freedom, and they knew it. And that's why you don't see any words on this like you do on on the other one except Gettysburg, July 1, 2, 3, 1863, the bloodiest battle. And after that battle, they went home. And when you drive through all those areas of the battle, you see all these monuments to Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, um men came from all across this country to gain our liberty and freedom back and they couldn't do it and so they just walked home they, they found out all they want to do is kill believers and we're on the land just like you are why do you want to kill us and it, it's just been the goal since the garden cain killed abel and if he could have killed adam we wouldn't be in this fight mm. that's where we are
0: yeah it's almost like we drove them out for a period of time, but uh, they're back again, more vicious than ever before. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be challenging, but uh, I, I feel very confident that uh, we're gonna win.
1: But when you can put it govay-fay out, and it actually was on Google that morning because I went on and got it, but I didn't take a picture of it. Uh, in the end, God wins but it also is the chemical structure. I mean, it just has got so many answers that people are like, he can't even spell at two in the morning. He can't even spell the word coffee. They didn't even understand. Um, And they don't understand a lot of these messages. But if he hadn't brought all these things to the surface, and I'm not trying to say it's one man. What I'm saying is the whole mega, because we thought we were in we were comfortable. But this is what they do right before they're done with you, <laughs> and when they do it, like they did in Germany, you don't know what's happening, and the next morning they're knocking at your door. That's where we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Sheila, uh, it's been it's been amazing as always. How can uh, people reach you and your work?
1: Hisbest.org. dot
0: His, org. That's easy. hisbest.org. dot yeah. Put that in the, the
1: books. Are also on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, lots of other bookstores. Um, they're listed everywhere. They're listed in several nations. So
0: Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, you have amazing books. Uh, they're very easy to read, and uh, you don't want to put them down when you start. <laughs> but they're great.
1: Are you getting sleep? I get the complaint people don't get sleep because they say, okay, I'll just finish this chapter because they're like six, seven pages in. And then they check, and there's a few gems on the first page, and then just start reading the next chapter. It's just kind of funny. I get the complaint all the time, but I just have to laugh because is God I I'm, I'm not this wise. people think it and it's just like what happened with the Panama Canal. I don't know how to resolve the real estate transaction, but we were never paid for the land or the development of the canal. and the way the reason why they said they did it was people were po- protesting they wanted the canal back and it wasn't their canal and they didn't build it and it wasn't on their land and so but they had to do that to have American not own land in another part of the world. To take us in, so the only way to seize us is to make it look like that's not our land anymore. America stops with Hawaii and Al- Alaska on one side and and the Eastern Seaboard hmm. on the other. That they we are a nation, and that's what they've done. They take over a nation, they make them go broke, just like they did in Venezuela, just like they did in Chile, just like they did in Argentina. I mean, it's exactly what they do, and they, they've done it everywhere. As Putin said, they did this to us a hundred years ago. I'm just letting you know it's the same pattern, same thing they're doing, and now they're doing it to you.
0: Yep. Wow. All right. Well, uh, it's been like I said, it's been a pleasure and an honor have you on again. Uh, it's it's every, every time you come on, it's like wow, <laughs> wow. That's that's
1: <laughs> it's fun. It's fun is, with you. I love,
0: it. I love it. Everybody's yeah. gonna. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I know everybody's gonna watch this and, and enjoy it. Please uh, reach out to uh, Sheila and you know, tell her you love her and, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to unleashing intuition secrets, the podcast until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.